This is a Negotiate X podcast, show number one. But I think it's really helpful to think about a negotiation in, in stages of preparation, conduct, measuring success, some sort of objective assessment of how we did, and then review. You're listening to Negotiate X Radio, helping you elevate your influence through purposeful negotiations. If you're here looking to learn about how to become a better negotiator in both business and life, then you're in the right place. Stay tuned and be sure to join the others who have benefited from NegotiateX.com, your home for negotiations training and consulting online. My name is Nolan Martin. I'm the co-founder and co-host of NegotiateX. Today, I'm excited to introduce my co-host and co-founder, he is a retired Army officer with multiple deployments to Afghanistan and years of negotiation field experience. He has taught negotiations at Dartmouth Tuck School of Business, Tufts University, the United States Air Force Academy, and the United States Military Academy, where he founded the West Point Negotiations Project. Additionally, he is a senior affiliate trainer with Vantage Partners, working with Fortune 500 companies on real-world negotiations. With that, allow me to introduce my colleague and good friend, Aram Denesian. Aram, how are you doing today? I'm great, Nolan. Thanks for having me with you. Excited to get started on this uh, podcast series with yeah, you. Yeah, hopefully we can uh, figure out this technology because um, this is definitely like our 20th time trying to record this episode. Um, so <laughs> so if you ever listen to this, then essentially you know how, how much it went or how much work went into to getting this prepared. So I'm... I, I'm excited to talk about today's episode. Well, other than it being our first episode, but essentially we're going to have the opportunity here to kind of tell listeners why they should listen to the Negotiate X podcast, learn a little bit more about ourselves, and then hopefully give them a tool, a resource here at the end that they can use as they actually prepare for negotiations. So first and foremost, kind of what you will get out of this podcast is actionable advice. Like, Aram and I are not just sitting up here talking back and forth just just to talk, discuss negotiations, although it's a lot of fun, but it's basically to give you advice and what you can actually use in a real-world negotiation. So hopefully it's of some benefit to you today. So with that, Aram, let's let's first start off by telling us a little bit more about your background, kind of what you're doing today, and and then we'll talk about kind of how you got into negotiations, if if that works for you. Yeah, that sounds great, Nolan. So thanks, uh, thanks for the intro. I had the opportunity to spend 21 years in the Army, which was something I really enjoyed. Started off my career as an infantry officer. I had an opportunity to get into the field of negotiations thanks to my MBA program at the Tuck School of Business uh, here at Dartmouth. From there, I returned to West Point to teach, where, uh, where as you mentioned, we started the West Point Negotiation Project back in 2009. And since that time, there's just been a tremendous number of opportunities between deployments to Afghanistan, a deployment to Africa, and just some other opportunities to both practice, but also study, teach, uh, and do a lot of research and, and reading on the field of negotiation. And today, now that I'm retired, I'm, I get to do a lot of practice and work with helping others in the field, either through teaching or training that I do through Vantage. And so it's, it's just a great field. I love exploring it and uh, excited about being able to you know, do this with you 
who I know very well. You were my student 10 years ago. Um, so, so I'd love to turn it over to you and hear a little bit about like, yeah, what's what your background? Yep. So, uh, you know, I was introduced to negotiations, as you said, at West Point, had a, had a great time taking your course. Uh, don't let that get to your head though here, Aram. So over the last 10 years, you know, I graduated 2011, was an infantry officer like you was able to deploy several times to both Iraq and Afghanistan. What has been kind of the biggest experience that I've had so far was definitely the time that I spent in the special operations community. And that's kind of where I learned how to look at problems in a real different mindset. And then when you combine that with kind of the principles that we learned in, in negotiations, it's really kind of powerful. This kind of leads me to where I wanted to talk about Negotiate X and why we decided to start this company. So again, graduated 10 years ago. So it's been quite a while since I've taken the negotiations course, yet you, Aram, have been teaching it for this entire time. So we started Negotiate X because I couldn't find anything out there on the web. You know, I, I looked around, I wanted to get a refresher because I know how important and how impactful it has been uh, taking the program. And so really didn't find much out there unless I wanted to go get an MBA. And so, you know, I, I reached out to you and said, Hey, let's start a program, a website, a community where we can help teach other people how to become better negotiators in life in conflict in business, kind of everything around that. Why did you decide to, to do this with me? Well, I, I love I love the field and I uh, of negotiation. I was really blessed to have uh, just a fantastic teacher and mentor, both in graduate school, but really over the last twelve years, Jeff Weiss, formerly with Vantage Partners, but Jeff was my teacher, my colleague at West Point, and just the opportunity to learn from him and then put into practice, uh, which is so important, right? The putting into practice the things that we've learned to be associated with the people at Vantage and, and who have come out of the Harvard Negotiation Project and who've just really focused on developing some really simple but brilliant tools to make people that much better and effect, more effective in negotiations. And so when you came to me and asked me if I would join you with this endeavor, uh, it's hard to say no to a former student for one. And then for two, it really excites me. The, you know, this is the sort of stuff that I get jazzed up about when I, you know, I think about former students who have gone on to start their own companies, working with angel investors using the skills we've talked, who are now parts of companies, running meetings using some of the facilitation and negotiation influence tools we've got, or even a student recently who said, you know, a prior to taking the course, couldn't remember the last time that he had effectively persuaded someone to change their mind on a matter. And just being able to put these tools into practice made all the difference. And so this that's what excites me is, yeah, we're going to talk about negotiation, but it's really the opportunity to help people put some things into practice, takeaways, and get incrementally better uh, each time each time we get together. Yeah, it's awesome. So I think kind of something that's pretty important is kind of when we were developing NegotiateX and kind of going back and forth, we decided that we needed to come up with a tagline, and that was Elevate your influence through purposeful negotiation. I'll take the lead on this one. So I think that basically means that purposeful negotiation, people are in negotiations every day and I don't think they necessarily realize it. If I don't have any kids, like unlike you with uh, an entire squad of six children running around, but I'm sure when you try and get your daughter to go to bed, 
you are actually in a negotiation to try and convince her that it is in her best interest to go to bed. Not sure exactly how that goes, but that is one example of a negotiation. So I think as we teach the framework and you start to understand how to negotiate or the steps or preparation that goes into it, you become more influential. And I think that's kind of our main goal here. So do you want to elaborate on that and kind of tell our Help our well, listeners and clients yeah, know. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned the kids. Uh, I'm, I'm in I'm in a hostage negotiation almost every day, uh, and it involves multiple parties. So, uh, lot, lots of practice just just getting to be at home. Yeah. When we when we talk about elevating your influence through purposeful negotiation, to me that to me that really means being aware of and challenging the assumptions that I carry into a negotiation, and are those assumptions empowering what we do or are they debilitating what we do and they, we make assumptions all the time as you said whether whether I'm in a negotiation or not and you know that's that's one and then around what is negotiation and what's the other person going to do and what does success look like those are all assumptions we make and those things translate into how we measure success how well we prepare what we do during the negotiation how we respond to things the other person may do there are certainly people out there who practice dirty tricks and tactics. So how are we going to respond to that sort of thing? You know, and all, so all of this, how do we, you know, manage internal versus external stakeholders and the tensions that we feel there? How do we practice both negotiation when it's appropriate, but sometimes mediation type skills too, and, and knowing the appropriate sort of levers to pull at different points in the negotiation. So as we approach these topics, just as you said, you know, the intent is, to, to discuss what we can practically do to become, to, to become better. Yeah. So one kind of thing you, you had mentioned there were the different stages of a negotiation. So could you elaborate on that? Like what are the stages as you see them in a negotiation? Yeah, it's, it's not all that different from other operations. And certainly you and I will bring some of our military experience and military operational background to these conversations but I think it's really helpful to think about a negotiation in, in stages of preparation, conduct, measuring success, some sort of objective assessment of how we did, and then review. And, and in my experience, most people focus on the conduct, and, and rightfully so, right? We focus there. And there's a lot of value to be gained by looking at kind of these other dimensions. It's all dimensions of the game, right? As a great coach would, would tell you, it's, it's offense, it's defense, it's special teams, it's coaching. And so you got to be aware of all aspects of a negotiation as well. So I think if, if someone were to have found our podcast and they're frantically trying to prepare for a negotiation right now, what is the one thing that they could really focus on that would essentially give them the most success for the best outcome? Oh, in, in my, in my opinion, that would be preparation. Preparation is highly overlooked. And yet if you are well-prepared, you are going to be that much more effective at the table in the conduct. You're going to be that much more flexible and able to handle things, to be adaptable when things aren't going the exact way that you thought they would or hoped they would. And you can, and you can adjust and lead the, the, the negotiation in a different direction. It's amazing to me how often with senior leaders, whether they're corporate leaders or military leaders, I ask them, you know, how much time do you spend preparing? And the answer I often get is, well, how long does it take me to get from my office 
to my counterpart's office, um, which, you know, if I guess if you have a third, you know, a 13 hour flight from New York to Tokyo or something, maybe that's, I mean, that's decent level of preparation. Uh, however, if you're just going around the block to meet with your counterpart, that's, that's a pretty lousy way to measure it. So, you know, preparation is one of the few things that we can control in a negotiation. I can't control the other party. I can control how well I get prepared. And to me, you know, you and I both know the stories. Uh, we both spent time in airborne units. And we know the stories of the, the little groups of paratroopers on D-Day, what we would refer to as LGAPs, right? Who, because the plan was so well rehearsed, that when they got scattered over the fields of France on D-Day, they all moved to the sound of the gun. They knew how, they knew where to get to. They knew what their mission was. They could adapt and overcome. And that was a result of a lot of good preparation and rehearsal. So there's tremendous power in preparation when it's done well. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and one of the things that, that we had kind of refined, both from Vantage Partners, you know, the Harvard Business Review for Negotiations, was this preparation tool that we have uh, at the negotiatex.com website. So if you go to negotiatex.com slash prep, we'll have the preparation tool. You can download it right there. Or if you go to the show notes, and and this is going to be negotiatex.com slash one, you'll also see the link to, to download that tool. So as I had mentioned earlier, something that we both wanted this podcast to be, and that is to provide actionable takeaways for our audience, right? So basically having the ability for them to deliver value to their organization, their business, and their life. So what are some key takeaways our listeners can work on to become better negotiators? Well, I'll give you three. Now, the first one is prepare, prepare, prepare. That, and that wasn't all three. That was just, <laughs> that was just the first one. But, you know, we focused on, we focused, we talked a little bit about power of preparation. If I could tell somebody to do one thing, it would be let me be really clear in my own mind about the things that I'm concerned about. And let me think about what my counterpart may be concerned with. What are their fears, needs, concerns, motivations that they're trying to satisfy in this negotiation? And then what are all the possible ways we can solve theirs and our concerns and get both met? And then I'm going to look at what are the objective criteria? What are the industry benchmarks? What sort of standards are out there to know not just what we could do, right? That's the idea of possibilities, but what we should do and what's defendable. How do we make sure that an agreement is defendable to, to both of our constituents, to our toughest critic? Then I'm going to think about what's the relationship like right now with, with this counterpart? Is it a long-term client? Is it a new client? Is it somebody, it's a strictly a transactional arrangement? How important is my reputation here? And so what's the relationship like? What do I want it to be? If there's a gap, how do I cross that? I'm going to spend some time in preparation thinking about the agenda, how I'm going to exchange and share information, what questions I want to ask, what assumptions I might want to test for. I'm going to make sure I'm really clear on what's my walk away. What can I go do if I can't reach an agreement here that satisfies my interests well? Am I clear about what I'm going to do? And I probably want to spend a little time thinking about their walk away as well. And then finally, I'm going to spend real some time thinking about in implementation what does this look like? And how do I ensure that in any agreement that I might reach, make sure that I, I, we get to the point of implementation? And all those things are things I'm going to do during preparation. Now, for the other two things that I would encourage folks to do, one would be to practice. Uh, not, not just putting into practice in terms of practicing negotiation, although that's helpful, but actually to do some rehearsals. 
and, and maybe tape yourself and see what you're saying and doing. That becomes really helpful. I'm doing that with a client this week. Uh, none of us like being taped. None of us like going back and watching tapes of ourselves. And yet it's a great way for us to see what we're doing in a negotiation that's either effective or not effective. And the last thing I would do is say review. So review with others, listen to others, listen to yourself and become just a studier um, of, of your negotiation practice. Look at what you're doing and be able to develop good prescriptive advice for yourself uh, going forward in future negotiations. So those, those are my three things. Prepare, practice, and review. Awesome. Well, my first one is going to be for you, the listener, to do us a favor. Go over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Give us a five-star rating and leave a comment. Let us know. Did you enjoy it? You know, if you don't give us a five-star rating, then don't bother leaving a review. No, I'm just kidding. For number two, though, I want you to check out the preparation tool download. So NegotiateX Prep Tool. This is instrumental in framing my negotiations to be able to sit down, kind of walk through start to finish, kind of what were my different assumptions? You know, how did I see the problem and kind of where were some of the different courses of action we could kind of take this thing, right? And that's kind of extremely important. So again, that tool is at negotiatex.com slash one or slash prep. So that's it for us uh, on today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or want us to cover a specific topic, shoot us an email at team at negotiatex.com. We will try to cover it in future episodes. We will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Negotiate X Radio, helping you elevate your influence through purposeful negotiations. If you're here looking to learn about how to become a better negotiator in both business and life, then you're in the right place. Be sure to join the others who have benefited from NegotiateX.com, your home for negotiations training and consulting online.